You're listening to TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. TalkZone.com. Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. If somebody told you they knew how to help you live 20 years longer and make those 20 good, healthy years, would you be interested? Well, our next guest says he can do just that. So if you want to stay alive for two decades longer, you should listen up. Let's welcome Dr. Richard Flanagan to InfoTrack. Now, you're a medical doctor, and along with your daughter, who's also an MD, you've written a book titled Longevity Made Simple. I guess you've looked at all the research studies and identified certain behaviors and choices. So let's get right into it. What are some of the steps that the average person can follow to live longer? Well, when we look at the causes of death in the United States today, the majority of people, most of all, die from heart disease. So the first step that we recommend is having a very low cholesterol level because if your cholesterol level is real low, this disease doesn't even happen. But we're talking about numbers like a total cholesterol of 150. And we also recommend people get a lipid panel test done, which also includes the good cholesterol, HDL. And if you divide the cholesterol by the HDL, we get a ratio. If your ratio is under three, that also is a number where this disease process does not happen. Are those numbers doable without taking statin-type drugs? Well, in many cases, no. Actually, one out of 20 Americans have numbers like that. But probably if people were conscientious and did all the right things, we could probably see maybe 10 to 15% achieve numbers like that. Doctor, if your arteries are already kind of clogged, is this something that's reversible if you get on the right diet? Absolutely. We have reversal studies. The first reversal trial was published in 1987 actually the USC in California, and it showed reversal with medication. Since then, we've had at least 20 studies showing reversal. Some of them are with diet. Dean Ornish has shown some reversal with aggressive management of diet, but most of the studies have been with cholesterol-lowering medications, particularly the statin drugs. So it sounds like, I mean, you're leading off with this issue of cholesterol and it sounds like what you eat is very critical determining your lifespan. Exactly. Diet is a major contributor to this disease process. And if you look at populations around the world who have really good diets, like the Mediterranean countries and the Japanese, heart disease is very, very rare in those countries. We know that there are foods that harm and foods that heal. And the foods that harm are many things in the typical American diet. Fast food and saturated fat, high intake of red meats, and high intake of high-fat dairy products. They're the worst things. Processed meats are one of the foods that harm. Hot dogs, bologna, salami, and so forth. Not only high in saturated fat, but high in chemicals, nitrates. There's some contribution to causing cancer. And there are foods that heal. The foods that heal are foods from the Mediterranean diet, foods from the Japanese diet. When we look at those diets, they are strikingly different than the American diet. The Japanese eat one-sixth the amount of saturated fat that we do, and they eat 50 times more fish than Americans. We eat 35 times more meat than the Japanese. They eat 90 times more legumes, beans, peas, lentils, soybeans, peanuts. 
So the diets are strikingly different between the countries that live long and the United States. Now, what would be some of the other keys to longevity other than the diet matter? Well, the second cause of death in the United States is cancer. But when you look at all the individual cancers, the worst by far is lung cancer. It's double the next cancer, which is the gender cancers, breast cancer and prostate cancer. So lung cancer is the biggest cancer killer, and the absolute cause of that in almost every instance is cigarette smoking. That's a strong recommendation. Get rid of tobacco. Have a tobacco-less society. About 25% of Americans still smoke. And also getting rid of smokeless tobacco and not being exposed to secondhand smoke. If you're in a smoking environment, that's nearly as bad as regular smoking. The next problem in the United States is stroke. The third cause of death after heart disease and cancer is stroke. And stroke is almost totally connected with your blood pressure. So we recommend a low blood pressure. We recommend a blood pressure of 120 over 80 or less. And how do you get a low blood pressure? Well, you get that by eating a very good diet that's high in fruit and vegetables, low in sodium, high in potassium, exercise, controlling your weight are the major components of having a low blood pressure. And if you can't attain 120 over 80 with those lifestyle changes, then we do recommend medications to get your blood pressure down. Because we know if you're 120 over 80, there are clear data that heart disease can be reversed not only with lowering cholesterol, but lowering blood pressure can reverse atherosclerosis. And you look at individuals and groups who have numbers like that, the incidence of mortality from stroke is dramatically less if your blood pressure is low. We're talking on InfoTrack with Richard J. Flanagan, MD, who is the co-author with his daughter, who's also an MD. And the book is Longevity Made Simple, How to Add 20 Good Years to Your Life, Lessons from Decades of Research. It sounds like what you're saying here is the body has its own natural ability to heal if we just kind of get out of the way of it, stop putting toxins into our body, eat the right things to give us the right fuel, and keep us from getting clogged up. Absolutely. We cause the three major killers in this country. Things that we do, foods that we eat, behaviors that are not healthy are the main contributors to heart disease, cancer, and stroke. You know, when you look at what we die from, they're the top three. So I think the important thing is that if we do the right things, and especially starting early in life, because this disease process of heart disease and atherosclerosis starts very, very early in life. Studies from children who are 10 years of age if they died from accidents or suicide and they looked at their arteries, just about every single 10-year-old had early atherosclerosis. And that's little foam cells and streaks of fat in their arteries. starts very early in life. So that's where we have to make the changes so that they develop a healthy lifestyle starting very early. One other factor of the American lifestyle seems to be stress. In other words, we don't get enough sleep. We, you know, work under tremendous deadlines sometimes at our jobs, all those things. Is that a factor at all? That sure is a factor. The bigger concerns are the phenomenon of anger and hostility. They are the real stressors. We know that stress sometimes is very good. We call it EU stress because some people love their work, and they work many hours, but it's very enjoyable work. Mm. So if you have a job that's something you love and you can't wait to get to work, they're the principles of happiness. 
How about alcohol? I know you have a chapter devoted to that. It's alcohol friend and foe. So I guess there's mixed news there. There is mixed news. We know that the benefits of alcohol are very clear. From a cardiovascular point of view, alcohol is beneficial. Now, we hasten to say that it's a double-edged sword, and we realize that up to 10% of the people in the United States have a problem with too much alcohol that interferes with their jobs, their lives, their marriages. So we offer this advice with a little reservation, but the cardiovascular data is very, very clear. But the benefits occur at a half a drink a day. And for women, we recommend one drink a day, and for men, one to two drinks a day. That's where they get cardiovascular benefit for heart disease and stroke. And the benefit of alcohol raises your HDL, it improves your insulin sensitivity, and it decreases inflammation. But the benefit only lasts 24 hours. So that's why we recommend a little bit daily. One area we haven't gotten into is exercise. Well, we touched on that a little bit. I wondered if you could just tell us how important is exercise to long life? I'm glad you brought that up because exercise is crucial. It's one of the top five things that we recommend. We know that exercise does all the right things. It works on the body, the muscles, the bones. It works on the psyche and the feelings of well-being and our emotions and raises the good endorphins to make us feel better. It helps sleep patterns. And it works on the biochemistry. It does everything right for our cholesterol numbers, triglycerides, HDL. raises good HDL better than anything else we have. It improves our insulin sensitivity. It improves our immune system. So it does all the right things. We recommend 30 minutes a day. Shoot for every day. And most people, if they shoot for every day, they'll get it maybe five days a week. But it is really an essential ingredient, especially as we age. The body can withstand the ravages of age, and exercise is the true fountain of youth as we get into those years. Longevity made simple. Richard J. Flanagan, M.D., Kate Flanagan Sawyer, M.D. Their website is, just like the title of the book, longevitymadesimple.com. Dr. Richard J. Flanagan, thanks so much for joining us today on InfoTrack. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure talking to you. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.